Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome into this edition of Big Drive Energy. I am Big Drive Mitch. You can find me on Twitter at Big Drive Mitch. And I am here with my brother and producer, <laughs> producer, 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 that too, uh, Big Drive Spence. What's going on, bro? What's up, dude? How you doing? So um, I'm drunk. Yeah, so just we're both a little, drunk. A little uh, day in the life of working at DNVR, getting to getting to work for this awesome company is today. We sampled Breckenridge whiskeys, and we may have sampled a few too many of them, so. Whiskeys, vodkas, gins, rums. rums. So once this podcast goes off the rails, there's really no stopping it at this point. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> a lot to. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, wrap fucking lock it up. We've got a lot to talk about today. So we're gonna we're gonna get into a few topics. We're gonna get into Rory. We're gonna get into the Byron Nelson. Of course, gave you guys some picks. We did not win this week. I did hit Victor Hovland top 10 and top 5, but rolling a little slow as of right now. We're Well, when we come off two winners, you yeah. know, it's... We, we came off our little bit of a high, but now we're... We've picked Rory so many weeks, and he just doesn't win, and then he chooses uh, the Wells Fargo to come out and do it. Yeah, so... Honestly, like I'm pissed about this, right? Let's just get into the Rory talk. So why are you? Pi- I love when no, Rory wins. No, I love when Rory wins too. Rory, <laughs> Rory, wins, Rory too. wins. I love when Rory wins too. But how did we not see this coming? I, I I don't know how we didn't see this coming. He's won at Quail Hollow. We couldn't see the forest for the trees. Yeah, his first ever win, Quail Hollow. 
He won there again in 2015. He loves the golf course. He's back there Which again. I did not know about until afterwards. Well, so, you should have done a little bit more. Yeah, I, I didn't do my research. That's but, for sure. So, some crazy stats from Rory this week. And so, first of all, he almost withdrew from the tournament. He said in an interview after, I believe, he won the whole tournament, he said that he almost withdrew going into the first round. He said straight up, if I would have had a Thursday morning tea time opening round, I would have withdrawn. He's like, because he went to the range on Wednesday night. Did you not hear about this? Oh, and he hit it like shit? No, he literally couldn't feel his neck. Oh, He said his neck locked up, he couldn't move, he couldn't swing, and he's like, if I had a Thursday morning tea time, I would have withdrawn from this tournament. So, crazy story by itself, to be honest. The fact that he almost withdrew from the tournament and then he wins it. But I'm just so mad at myself because I fall into these traps and these holes of betting of trends and this and that. And then all of a sudden, the guy that's already won here twice and feels great about this golf course wins here again. But he hasn't played well. Like, let's let's just be honest. No, he's played poorly all year. And that's that's the biggest challenge with betting on golf is there's a guy that can come out of absolutely nowhere and don't get me wrong I'm not saying Rory came out of nowhere because on any given week he can win but he has not played very good golf all year some people have questioned his drive his his want and I think he's really zeroing in on um well, I would say the Masters, but he's zeroing in on majors. He's at that point in his career. And for those of you who don't know, uh, he signed a Nike contract. Basically, when Nike was, like, getting big, I want to say it was, like, eight, nine, ten years ago. But it was worth, like, a quarter of a billion dollars. So this dude is not concerned with money. He's not concerned with status. He's going to be fine for the rest of his life. So it basically comes down now to winning events and getting into form for majors. And we do have a major coming up here in two weeks um, out at Kiwa Island, which we did play this last uh, December. Not a big deal. But <laughs> no big deal. Nobody's. Yeah, nobody's. No, nobody asks, whatever. Um, but that is a venue and a tournament that I'm sure Rory is trying to work towards. And guys get to points in their career where they're just interested in competing at the majors. That's all they're interested in. And I feel like Rory's a little young for that. Maybe give it a couple more years, but he definitely puts an exclamation point on the calendar next to those events. So he's focused on that and getting prepared for that. And like we talked about, Quail Hollow is a major venue. So I wouldn't say it plays as hard, the rough, shorter, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's still a major championship venue. So the fact that he won there, I almost want to sneak in there that he's going to be my my PGA championship pick for a couple weeks from now. And we'll have to check out the odds on DraftKings Sportsbook. The greatest sports book in America. Which, but, by the way, this podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Yeah, brought Sportsbook. to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. top-rated sportsbook app. Top-rated, five-plus stars. But I think Rory is now cemented as my favorite to win the PGA Championship, and this is a 
a boat that I'm willing to ride out to see and see if he he comes to rescue me. Well, yeah, I think kind of touching on what you talked about is I don't think he showed up to this tournament with the idea. I feel like I don't, I don't know the mind of a PGA Tour professional, right? We're just fucking PGA, show up to a golf course. I'm not even PGA. Take shit from women, men, whoever it is, all the time. Hear nonsense advice from people. Listen to stupid stories. That's our job. That's what being a, a golf professional is, for those of you guys that don't know. But uh, <laughs> I don't feel like he showed up to win this tournament. I feel like, like you said, he's showing up. So, because there's a major in two weeks. He, yeah. He's getting, he's trying to get his game back in form. And yeah. all of a sudden he turns around and he's like, oh, I fucking won it again. I've won at Quail Hollow. He probably didn't times. even notice when the 1.8 hit his bank account. He's like, what's that? That looks like hundreds or th- like maybe thousands of dollars to the average person. But 1.8 hit his bank account, pre-tax, whatever. And he's like, oh, what's that? Like it went from 250 million to 252 million. What's going on here? But yes, 100%. Those kinds of dudes, the Rory's, the DJ's, the Justin Thomas's. Well, JT, I feel like, is still kind of establishing himself. I mean, he's had a great career so far. But those kinds of dudes that are pretty much financially set for the rest of their lives, they focus in on the majors. And so Rory, same case this week. He's like, oh, we got the PGA coming up in a few weeks. He's like, I should probably go play Quail Hollow. Yeah, where we where we just had my first tour event. Where we just had a PGA two years ago, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, Quail Hollow is a good spot for him, and he's just major prepping at this point. And as long as it's not the Masters, there's a good chance he's going to win it. We've seen it in the past, and I think we'll see it again here in a couple weeks. But Kiwa Island. I don't want to like drop too much, but Kiwa Island's going to be so sick. That golf course is so hard. The wind is always blowing. They're going to, I think it will be one of the hardest PGA championships we've seen in a while because the PGA, I would say is kind of not the write off of the majors. It's but like a forgotten major at this point. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's where all the guys like you can qualify for it. <laughs> so, that's why it's kind of like written off like, oh, we got a few PGA pros in here. They're going to shoot 94. They're going to fucking have some seltzers and have their two revisor. And uh, they're going to actually, I take that back. I mean, there is some good guys. There is some good PGA players out there. Um, the reason they got PGA qualified was so they could get into the PGA championship via the PGA qualifier real quick one story about that so when we were in high school we went to elizabeth high school it's podunk nowhere the only reason they probably have a golf team well the only reason they've had one the last four years is because we coach it (laughs) for to be honest like we've built this thing from shambles into we've we've check my instagram post from like last october we've built this thing into not a powerhouse but we're getting there and when we were in high school, we were 4A, which we were playing way out of our league. Like, other than when Mitchell got to be a junior, senior, he was killing it. But when we were freshmen, sophomores, we were in the 4A Jeffco League. Jeffco League. We were playing, like, Green Mountain and, and Golden. Valor. And, all the, Valor. and uh, that's, that's, where, that's where this yes. story comes from. So 
So our coach, Mr. Bird, legend, I, I worked with him. I was his t- teacher's assistant senior year. He's a history teacher. History teacher. Taught Didn't straight give a fuck out of the book. History. Worthless. Out of the book. Yeah. Great Did dude, not though. give a single fuck. He literally, I think, I think he caused my love for s- sports talk radio because we drive to tournaments and listen to sports talk radio, and now I drive the kids to tournaments and listen to sports talk radio, and they hate it. I listen to hard rap. Yeah, they, I, I they, listen to some back. Well, never mind. Our, our kids want to like plug their fucking shit in and i'm like no no yeah hand me the ox i'm like it's seven in the morning on a tuesday i'm not handing you the ox cord yeah so i don't hand me ox i listen to sports talk radio shout out coach bird worthless i'll never forget i was probably 17 years old 16 17 years old senior year in high school i felt like my golf game was pretty good relatively speaking we'll get into that in a little bit um but Coach Bird was a nobody. He was not good at golf. He was a glorified fucking baby. He was horrible at golf. No, he was terrible. He sliced the ball fucking 60 yards right. Coach Bird, if you're listening, I doubt it, but sorry, you were terrible. He was a good putter. He had this like two, like a, you guys ever seen those putters that people use it like a putt putt course? It was one of those. The two sided. Yeah, two sided. It's called the, was it the hot shot or no, the, Scotty Cameron bullet. Um, but yeah, like the, you could use it left-handed, right-handed. Um, Scotty came out with one and Corey Pavin putted with it for a while. I want to say it's called a bullet or a hot shot, something of that sort. But yes, he was a good putter. He was a great putter, but he was getting paid a minimal amount of money because we know we get those direct deposits every Thanksgiving. How much he was getting paid to coach the team and he didn't give a shit about golf. He just teachers get work days off of school. They don't have they have to make a lesson plan, but they leave the school and they go drive around in a golf cart. Whatever. We're not going to get into that whole scenario because that's an entirely different road. But long story short, I'm watching the U.S. Open when I'm like 17 years old, and Valor's golf coach Jason Prio at the time is playing in the motherfucking U.S. Open. <laughs> And, and you're like, that doesn't look like our golf coach. No. And I'm like, our okay. golf coach sh- shoots 95 <laughs> at the Valley of fun on a good day from the whites. Exactly. And Jason Prio is going out and throwing out 67s and 66s and sectional qualifiers and shit. Yeah. So that just goes to show you what the difference is. I think like, they also rumor has it. I don't know if anybody gives a fuck or not, but I think he was getting paid like 20 grand. He didn't even show up to their practices because they played with all their kids. He said he, like the the player said, he never showed up to a single practice and he just drove him to tournaments, which is like the worst part. You'd think he would be at practice, but he got paid like 20 grand for like a two year season or a good Lord. I'm sorry. Shout out Breckenridge distillery. Um, He got paid 20 grand, say it for a third time. Because it just blows my mind to coach the golf team for a two month season. And they have a very good golf team. Credit to them. You know, private school, yada, yada, yada. Christian McCaffrey, blah, 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 blah. Um, they're very good. And Jason Prio is their golf coach. So, yes, is this what you're referencing back to is 
he could qual like he's played in those events. He's a good player. Yeah, all he's I'm a saying, good. But stick. then I remember watching him because I now I all of a sudden I took an interest to it because I was like, oh, this shit, this guy has come around to my foursome because I, we played with Valor kids all the time and watched me hit golf shots. And then I'm watching this guy in the U.S. Open. He's firing. He I think he fired 82, and that's not a joke. Yeah, like, not shitting on it. I'd have fired 97, but I'm like. How is this guy coaching golf for the same team as as I'm competing against? And yeah. and my coach maybe will hit it 50 yards off the tee. Yeah, he could top it easily. Oh, 100%. But long story short, Valor's coach played in the in the PGA once and so the that's US where, Open the PGA. The P, he No, we're talking about the PGA. Well, no, he's played in US Opens. I don't think he's played in PGAs. No, he played in the PGA. I promise oh. you. Oh, okay. So he's played in... Yeah, he played in the PGA. Both. I was watching. He's played in both then. Yeah. And he's qualified for both. Well, and shout that, out to Jason Prio. Shout out to Valor High School golf team. Yeah, they're... So, funny story real quick while we're talking about this. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but one uh, I knew... This is the moment I knew Valor kids were different. And I'm, I show up to the tee. I got my loudmouths on. If you guys don't know what those are, look those up. We're not sponsored by them, but loudmouthgolf.com, incredible pants, shorts, whatever you want. And Mitchell and I were all about the loudmouths in high school. I wore these, like, checkered, gray, white, red loudmouths that matched too, our, yeah. our cardinal colors. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to wear these. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm going to go out there and shoot 87, go home, get some Chick-fil-A, and and go back to Elizabeth. The wherever. dream. Yeah, it was great. Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, we that was our, our usual stop. Dunkin' Don't or... Krispy Kreme on the way in. I was going to say Krispy Kreme. Krispy Holy Kreme on shit. the way in, Dunkin' Donuts on the way out. And so, or <laughs> not Dunkin' Krispy Kreme on the way in, Buffalo Wild Wings on the way oh, out. There you That's go, what there, I meant to say. There you go, there you go. That was, our, that was literally the excitement of us. I feel like we had schoolers. a bigger food budget now because I think I get like $4.57 to feed five people now. Oh, yeah, that's an entire podcast in its own of how much <laughs> high schools give their kids for trips and food. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so... We go to we go to dunk we go to God damn it we <laughs> Buffalo Krispy Kreme on the oh. way in we get donuts that's that's another story we might tell today but and then we come back we get Just Buffalo we get Buffalo Wild Wings it's the bathroom like it's well I'm sure you did it after Buffalo Wild Wings too but oh Krispy Kreme hundred percent but I I completely forgot it was a where, bloodbath where we were going with this yeah oh, we've but anyways Valor off Golf track. how how I knew Valor Golf was different so I show up to the first tee. I remember we started, it was, this is at Highland Hills, northern Colorado. Good track. I'm 16. I think it's Westminster. I don't think it's necessarily northern Well, that's Colorado. northern, north Denver. It's north <laughs> of Denver, it's northern Colorado in my mind. If it's north of no Denver, co. it's northern Colorado. Yeah, it's NoCo. That's how we see it. So we're at Highland Hills. Yeah, because we're south, south Denver kids. We're southeast. That's, that's where we grew up. Yeah. And so we get to the T, and it's a par three. And I meet this kid. I'm the worst at remembering names. The first second that I talk to somebody, I they shake my hand, tell me their name, straight look gone. me in the eyes, and it's gone. Yeah. So I don't remember this kid's name, blah, blah, blah. So we play the par three. I make bogey. I feel good about it. Starting on a par three, I make a four. Like, putting a four on the scorecard, not a bad deal. Could be worse. So the second hole, we get up to the second hole, and I, I blitz my drive down the fairway. Go. And I'm feeling pretty good about myself at this point. I'm like, all right, 
you've made a bogey, it's a four. It's not any more than a five or six on the scorecard. You start on a par three, but you're fine. So I blitz my drive down the fairway, and this guy comes up behind me. Don't know his name, just know he has the V, the Valor V on his shirt, whatever. He hits it in the water right. And I'm like, oh, man, I fucking got this guy. Like, I'm fucking, I'm feeling good. I'm like, about to boat race Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to destroy this dude. And my coach, who doesn't give a shit about golf, is going to be pumped. So he hits it in the water right. We, we all four hit our balls, start chugging down the fairway. And I get up to my ball, 160, 165 out. Pull out my fucking seven iron, eight iron at that point, probably. And I, I hit it sh- a little short of the green. And... He's, he comes, he calls us all over. He's asking us, Hey, where do I drop this? Where do I drop this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't give a flying fuck, dude. I got a football game tonight. It's a Friday night. Like I'm going home. I'm in high school. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about your drop. Exactly. I'm like, just drop it wherever it's good. (laughs) Yeah. So so he takes the proper drop, gets a rules official. No, no, no. Drops it by the water. Dropping two, hitting three. And he hits it to a fucking foot. (laughs) And I'm like, okay this shit's different this shit hits different valor golfers hit different oh yeah and so i hit my fucking 165 yard shot a little short right of the green i chip up i two putt and i make bogey and he makes par off of hitting it in the water and that's when i just officially knew that those dudes were straight up different then i find out months later their coach is also built different you know it's just yeah it's just a process and they and then i find out later even later so now we're double later. That's Wyndham Clark, who's now on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I don't well, feel near as bad about well, it. Well, my story playing with, with Wyndham Clark, good God. My story playing with Wyndham Clark is we played in regionals together my junior year, and they were sanded and punched greens, and he shot 67. And I hit it better than he did. I'm not even, that's no cap. <laughs> That is zero cap. That's a little, I hit it better than sus. he did. That is I shot like 74 and he shot 67 and he made absolutely everything he looked at. And if you ask anybody that played with Wyndham Clark at a junior level, at a high school level, probably even a college level, he makes everything that he looks at. He's one of the best putters I've ever met. And it's not something that can be taught. And he was just so fucking good at it. It just ripped my heart out. Well, no, I'll never forget your senior year of high school. I, I went to state. That was my junior year. Junior year. Yeah. I drove up to state in Windsor, Colorado, Pelican Lakes. Great golf course. We've done a course review on that. Go read it at the dnvr.com. But he missed like a 15, 16 footer and was like slamming his putter in the ground. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm lucky to three putt that. <laughs> And and that's just, if I two put that, that's clutch. That's just when you know they're built different. Yeah, he expects to make every 15, 10 to 15, 20 footer he looks at. And so he is definitely built different. All the Valor kids are. But yeah, circling back to the PGA Championship, they're, the Valor high school coach, who I'm pretty sure, why would you get rid of that gig? Like very seasonal, very high paying, private school, whatever. Elizabeth High School does not get that kind of funding, and we still love it. No, because I, we love the kids. Love the kids. 
Big kid guy. Big. Not, I, I love the kids. In a normal way. Yeah, in, in, in a, a I like to driving them, them like. to high school golf tournaments kind of way. All right, before we get canceled, <laughs> let's get back on the rails here. All right, so you're talking about putting a little earlier and talking about Wyndham Clark and how phenomenal he was with the putter. So I want to get to a story from this last week at the Wells Fargo. And Keith Mitchell went to Sunday with the lead. We all knew he was going to blow it. We all knew Rory was coming. <laughs> Fucking blew it. DraftKings Sportsbook knew it. They had Rory as the favorite, even as a t- even having a two-shot deficit. Vegas but knows what they're doing. They know. They know. But Keith Mitchell, actually, last week, was he basically, on Sunday of last week, shot 67, and he... No, correction. At the Wells Fargo, he Good shot. God. He, he didn't win the Wells Fargo. Wrap it up. Okay, but at the Valspar Championship on Sunday, he shot 82, which very relatable content. Right? Hot number. 82. Hot, hot and, number. And Mitchell, so this is an article from PGATour.com. He said, my putter was bent on Sunday. It was two degrees upright and a degree or so too much loft, which is effectively like six degrees of loft, which is not what you need. So... Keith Mitchell had, during that 82, he had 42 putts. and <laughs> That's very relatable. Yeah, and it dropped him to last place among those who made the cut at the Valspar the week Good before. Good God. And he was like, I've been playing so well. It said he didn't figure out what happened until Tuesday at Quail Hollow when his coach was the first to notice the problem. Mitchell's mallet putter, a tailor-made spider, which I also putt with. Great, I'm a great putter, you know, the fucking... <laughs> Outstanding putter. He's like, didn't look right as he set up on the practice screen. They took it to the equipment truck, which we don't have at high school tournaments or any of our tournaments, where the technicians confirmed it was bent. They fixed it, bending it back true, and Mitchell went out for his practice round. He said, Mitchell said, I don't know. He, I got angry a couple times on Saturday, but I didn't know it was any of those. I just realized all my putts were missing, and I couldn't figure out why. When I miss putts, it's usually not my putter. It's 100% me. So that's when you know PGA Tour pros are just built different. Yeah. Well, and the fact that <clears throat> he could blame it on something, I think, is honestly a pretty big deal. It's not as much physical as it is mental. He's like, oh, my, something's fucked up. <laughs> you miss a lot of putts, you're like, it can't be me. I, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I, every time I miss a lot of putts, I'm like, something's going wrong here. But it's not me. I don't know what and, it was, but something wasn't going right. Yeah, exactly. Some some shit ain't just going right right now. Holy cow. And uh, the fact that he thinks his putter had that much of an impact is... That's, fairly, just, that's just how you know he's built different. He's. I don't think he's built that different. I think he's just making excuses. Well, he's just, Golfers he, are just full of excuses. And then he ends up getting a T2... Yeah, and, week at, and, and and to counterpoint the whole argument of having the putter wrong, now that he thinks the putter is right, he's going to putt very well because he's like, this shit's set up on point. They could have bent it the wrong way. They could have added four more degrees of loft, but he thinks it's perfect. And that's really the difference is just the, the mental state because PGA Tour players are so fragile mentally. They're like, oh, my putter was two degrees off. What the fuck does two degrees look like? Show me what two degrees looks like. That's what you cut off with the manscaper. That's two degrees. The manscaped 4.0 lawnmower cuts off two degrees. We just got brand new manscapes, and I'm pretty stoked about it. But 
yes, that is a minute, small. It's it's not going to make you miss the cup. Let's put it that way. And so when guys get into two degrees this, two degrees that, on a full shot, sure. But on a putter, two degrees means nothing. And it's all more of a comfortability factor. But yeah, sure, Keith Mitchell thought he putted like shit. His putter has been, he fixed it, and he played well. Yeah. So a couple more stats from Rory this week. He drove the ball like a fucking animal. Yeah. No, he drove the ball. uh, Hold on. So here's a good... (laughs) So out of a potential... 56 fairways this week at the Wells Fargo. Trivia question because I looked this up. I did my research. Yeah. How many fairways did he hit this week? Out of 50? 52. <laughs> out, of, out of 52, how many fairways did he hit? 45. <laughs> okay. This week at the Wells Fargo, Rory McIlroy hit 19 fairways. It what was, the fuck? It was the least amount of fairways hit by a winner on tour in 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fucking mind-numbing. You said you said 52? Did you say 52? I earlier? said 47. Okay. Out, out of, of 50, a potential 52. Out of 50, potential 52 <sighs> fairways, he hit 19. Out of a potential 52 putts he had this week inside of six feet, how many did he make? Inside of six feet? Yep. 46. 52. Rory uh, yeah. McIlroy did not miss a single putt inside of six feet. I've said week. it all this fucking time, and I'll say it again. Say if it he, again. I'll say it again. If Rory makes putts, he is the far and away the best player in the world right now. I don't know if that's a hot take. He. Hot box, hot take. Yeah. that from the DNVR Nuggets. <laughs> he is the best ball striker. On the PGA Tour right now. Tiger Woods. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I was trying to say something that was just normal. But Rory should win two to three times a year. At least. And if he puts well, like I was just saying, if he puts well, he wins. He's an all-time winner. Because his ball striking numbers are that crazy. And even, I bet if you look at it, I don't know if you can find the stat. We're not stat guys. I mean, Spencer's kind of a stat guy. But I'd like to see his strokes gain T to green, or off the T, even though he only hit 19 fairways. Because he hits it so long, and Quail Hollow is very edgy. Like, it's very dog leg left, dog leg right. It's not a lot of straightaway holes. So he could have piped a a three-wood, a driver, whatever, and it just rolls through the fairway. He misses the fairway. But he could have a wedge in when other guys have an eight-iron. In my case, probably like a six-iron in. Rory Rory just just drives the ball that well. Yeah, this season, year-to-date, he's fifth in strokes gained off the tee on tour. Yeah, and he's 14th in strokes gained tee to green, and 17th in strokes gained total. So, and and on tour he is number. And he's hardly what? played at all. He's number what in driving distance on tour right now? I bet he's 10 to 15th. Two, number two, number two, number two on Good the tour God. in driving distance. Good God! All right, real quick before we get into the make yourself feel like shit comment of the week or person of the week, I want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. So. 
This week, DraftKings Sportsbook is doing another no-brainer, and it's it's straight up like you guys. It's a spit it out. <laughs> it's you're you're it's watching a no-brainer. Yeah, you're watching UFC. It's a no-brainer. So this week, Nate Diaz, who beat the shit out of Conor McGregor, made me feel so sad. And Michael Chandler are both heading into the UFC 262 card, and there's going to be no shortage of action this week. Nate Diaz back in the ring again. And DraftKings Sportsbook, is, who is also the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. So one fighter's going to be walking away with a belt. Are you, the listener out there, going to be walking away with all the cash? So all you have to do is just pick the main event fighter you think is going to win, and DraftKings Sportsbook is going to give you 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you got to do is bet $1, select the fighters, and if they win, it's $100 in your DraftKings account that you can then build into 1000 to 10000 to a million and retire. So there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is at DraftKings Sportsbook. If MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, Every sport, you can bet the first goal in the Avs game. You can bet the first basket in the Nuggets game. It's all very addicting. It's all very fun. I recommend going to Coors Field and betting first pitch in play. It's usually like 650. That first pitch is in play. You're making money for the next couple innings. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $1 into 100 times that in $100 when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Nate Diaz, um, I'm looking at you, buddy. Make me 100 bucks when the fists fly this weekend. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on select main fighter cards. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only as well. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a problem with gambling, which we both do, you should probably call 1-800-522-4700. So I'm on my speed dial. <laughs> Got DraftKings Sportsbook gambling help on the speed dial. All right, let's let's talk about this for a second because this is this about the 13 year old. Yeah, you you ever you ever golfer? Thought, you ever thought you felt like shit? So there's a there's a there's a gentleman out there named Lev Greenberg, and he's gonna grad. So this tweet is from a case at a case of the golf one on Twitter Monday qualifier info. He Post some really good shit talking about all the dudes that we talk about every week that show up to a Monday qualifier and end up playing in a PGA Tour event. So he said, this is his tweet. This is Liv Grinberg. He will graduate in 2022, dot, 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 from middle school. And he just shot 70 to get through U.S. Open locals. The 13-year-old will play for a chance at the U.S. Open next month. So when I was 13, I just started golf, and I was probably more more excited about picking my boogers and eating them than I was playing golf. Good God. And this kid, Liv Grinberg, who was just on Golf Channel yesterday. I don't watch Golf Channel. I was watching Golf Channel, and he's going to play for a shot at the U.S. Open, and he's 13 years old. And there's no other sport that provides this. Freddie Adu, he played in the the NHL, not the NHL. MLS, or some sort of soccer league when he was 14. This 13-year-old is going to have a chance to play at the U.S. Open. He was on an interview in Golf Channel. And so basically what happened to him, I think he's from, like, Europe. And his parents, they flew him out to Florida, and he would come out to Florida. So let's not get Mitchell started on this whole fucking Silver Spooner nonsense. But basically, he was, he's been stuck in Florida because of COVID. 
Sounds so he rough. Ha- he hasn't been able to go back to... I know Florida's a pretty rough state for COVID restrictions. Yeah. They're so, very serious about it. All right, it. Well, let's, get, let's get past your little, your salt and talk about the fact that a 13-year-old is going to have a chance to play in the U.S. Open. What do you think where, about where did he Where did he play at? Uh, is his region or local? Um, I don't know. Let's well, let's find out. It doesn't really matter where he played. If you can go out and shoot seventy, a couple under par, as a I'm assuming it's a par seventy two, as a thirteen year old, you deserve credit no matter where you're at, what you're doing. Major props, major props to this kid. I can't knock it. I can only respect it. Can you imagine being on the high school team with this kid? Well, so here's another Wyndham Clark story (laughs) because I feel like this is kind of like our parallel. He went to uh, the U.S. Amateur. He was at the U.S. Am my entire junior year. So then we played in the same conference. In every conference tournament, they would show up with a number one like Josh Seipel, who is on the... Latino America tour and uh, the last I saw he shot 61 to get into the corn Ferry event in Colorado at TPC Colorado. I was like, holy shit, 61 is pretty good. But anywho, they, they have a lot of very good players coming out of there. But Wyndham Clark, I was like, where is Wyndham? And they're like, oh, he's still at the USAM, USAM, USAM. And I think he made it to the like the round of eight, 16 or 8 or whatever. And so he finally shows back up for regionals, and that's when he dropped a 67 right on my dome piece. <laughs> and I was like, I shot 74, and I feel like an absolute turd. So I, <laughs> I was not very happy with that, and I thought that I was better than I was. And Wyndham Clark shot a nice little 5 under 67 on some sanded and punch greens. But yeah, that's my kind of 17, 18 year old tour ish story. Um, but 13 years old qualifying for a sectional. Sectionals are tough. Sectionals, a, a 36 hole grind. And we'll talk about that before the US Open when the sectionals roll around. But there's some good stories. I mean, for instance, and we're talking about Monday qualifiers, local qualifiers, same kind of deal. Smiley Kaufman was playing in the Monday this week to get into the Byron Nelson. So, just goes to show you, he won on tour. He's one of the golf boys, all that thing. And he's playing in the Monday qualifier. So, you can see some really big names out there. And then you can see some guys come out of nowhere. You, you have no clue what their name is, where they're from. And they're playing in a Corn Ferry event, PGA Tour event the next week. So it, it is one of the most beautiful things in, in the entire sport. Well, when you talk about, so talking about that, at the Monday qualifier at the HGT Byron Nelson this last Monday, 45-year-old Hank Kuhn was seeking his first PGA Tour start since 2013. So the crazy thing about Hank Kuhn is in 2003, he became the first player ever on the PGA Tour to average over 320 yards in driving distance. And now he's playing in a Monday to try to get on the PGA Tour and play at the Byron Nelson this week. Yeah, that's wild. That's that's absolutely nuts. The driving distance thing. And 
who knows how accurate he is. I'm assuming he's not very accurate whatsoever. But still, everybody thinks it's driving distance, length, all of that, and it's really not. I mean, you have to couple it with accuracy, iron play, putting, short game. You, bottom line, this might be the most factual thing I'll ever say on this podcast. <laughs> you have to be a complete golfer to win on the PGA Tour. You can be... You don't necessarily have to be a complete golfer. You just have to put together a complete week. Yes. Like, you can't just but, win by outdriving the that, field. But that's a culmination. Exactly. There's no guy that is horrible at putting and all of a sudden has a crazy good week. You have to line up everything. The stars have to align. But at the same time, you have to be good at everything. Oh, that, yeah. You, that's that's the big difference. Exactly. All right, so we might as well get into it. AT&T, Byron Nelson this week. It's a good field, really good field. There's a lot of, there. you know, Bryson's playing. Oh, we didn't talk about Bryson. Let's talk about Bryson real quick. How insane is that? Did you guys hear about the story of Bryson DeChambeau? So this past week, he leaves the tournament Friday. He's in like 84th place, which top 64 make the cut? 64. 64 and ties. So if you're T64 or below, you make the cut and you move on to the weekend and then a chance to make money. So Bryson completely at 84, T84, leaves the golf course, flies home to Dallas. PJ, private jet. Yeah. On the way home, he gets a call from his agent that says, yo, you're dropping, you're dropping. You might have to come back. And he's like, what are you talking about? So he gets home, and don't forget this, he he got a workout in. Gets home. Bumped the iron. Pumps the iron. Sleeps for about five hours and has to fly back to the golf course and then drive another hour and a half to get to the course to make his tee time for Saturday. Ends up finishing T nine. T nine. This guy makes two hundred and fifty k. And I, I really didn't recognize that. I didn't see much of it. But yeah, that's a great story. That really is uh, just a culmination of guys that book Friday night flights because they're like, I'm missing the fuck out of this cut, and then they somehow come out of the woodwork. And it sounds like the field came back to him a little bit if I'm not mistaken, but the field came back to him and he's like, holy shit, I'm making the cut. But that's the amazing thing about making the cut is you throw out two really good rounds, you're going to make a lot of money no matter where the leader is. And it just blows my mind that Bryson would do that. Yeah, he flew home. Like, why would you not just wait, wait it out? It's not like he can't afford to. No, but like at the same time, he's not like, oh, this this fucking uh, four seasons is charging me another three hundred. I better get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get that. But like, why he flew home to Dallas and then flew back into Carolina, made the cut on the pretty much on the number one under the number, and then ended up finishing T nine. So. Just a crazy story of the fact how the PGA Tour works. Like you got you, he flew home. He he got a workout and he's like, I'll sleep five hours. Caught another two hours on the plane from Dallas and ended up making the cut. Ended up finishing T nine, cashing a fat check. Well, for us, for him, for him it's, it's probably nothing. But just fucking uh, 
change that you pull out of your cup holders. Yeah, exactly. He's like, what's 250 All right, so we're going to move on. We're going to finish this podcast up, give you guys our DraftKings pick of the weeks. So, like I said, this is the Byron Nelson. It's in Texas. I'm going to go heavy Texas, guys. That's just how I am. I I, I feel like a, I feel like I got one guy that's going to win this week for sure. But we're going to give you guys three picks, top 10, top five, winner odds. Byron Nelson. So the thing we talked about earlier, we know there's a major coming up next week. That usually means, so sometimes like Jordan Spieth won right before the Masters. We knew he wasn't going to win the Masters after that. I called that. He played pretty well in the Masters, but he didn't win the Masters. So sometimes winning this week is like not a curse, but you winning twice on tour is like Tiger Woods shit. Like none of these guys are Tiger Woods. Yeah. So they don't necessarily, they, they, these weeks are usually like, hey, let's build the game up. Let's get into the major feeling good. Let's go to Kiwa. Let's go to this PGA Championship feeling good about ourselves, but let's not win. No, I'm not saying they're not trying to win. They're going to win any event they can, but usually it doesn't end up working that way. So we got Bryson in the field. We got John Rahm. We got Spieth. We got a good amount of players in the top 10, top 20 in the official world golf ranking this week. But we're going to give you guys each three picks. You take the players however you want. If there's a winner of our three picks, we're definitely claiming that so just letting you know right now so i'm going to start with my my kind of more favorite he was second at the dell match play scotty shuffler he is tw- plus 200 to top 10 plus 450 to top five and plus 1900 to win the tournament he went to texas he's from texas the whole spiel i feel like he's got a good chance to win this week he's never won on tour so maybe he breaks through this first win this week when it's players are not going full bore um, next pick I'm going to take is Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman to top 10 is plus 300 to top You're five. saying Texas guys? He's literally from Australia. I'm not. No, I'm not saying every guy's a Texas guy. I'm saying <laughs> okay, I got okay. multiple guys that are Texas guys. I'm like, I'm, uh, I, no, Mark Leishman from Australia. He won a couple weeks ago on tour with Cam Smith, our guy, our cousin. But Mark Leishman is plus 300, plus 700, top five, and plus 3,400 to win the tournament. So that's bet. One dollar to win thirty-four dollars. You thought the one to win one hundred was good. One to win thirty-four is also good, but you're putting your money where your mouth is and and betting my picks. So take Mark Mark Leishman this week, and then my last pick of the week is a Texas Longhorn who I'm going to steal right from Mitchell's right under from Mitchell's feet, who he's probably going to take. But so Doug Gim. He's, oh, you motherfucker! He's yeah, plus five fifty. I was going to say top ten plus eleven hundred to top five and plus 7,000 to win. So take yourself some Doug Gim. I think he went to Texas. Mitchell played with him. We've, we had a whole podcast on this, on how good the dude really is. And he's ready to break. He's ready to win. He's ready. Yeah. He's ready to break out. He's ready for for the win. So Doug Gim plus 7,000 to win 1100 top five. Okay. So pipe it down over there. I'm going to, I'm going to give my picks, which have been fire lately. Um, Sergio Garcia, Texas ties. We're going back to Texas ties. Plus five thousand to win, plus eight hundred to top ten or top five, and plus four hundred to top ten. I really like Sergio in Texas, wherever it is. He hits the ball pretty straight. He really does. Um, relatively straight enough to win and play well on tour. Um, so I'm rolling with. Sergio Garcia, I like Luke List, 
plus 7,000. He's a bomber. Dude hits it a fucking mile. Plus 7,000 to win, plus 1,200 to top five, plus 550 to top 10. And then Carlos Ortiz. He has been playing some very sneaky good golf. And can you name the college that he played for? I cannot. I'm, if I'm I gave you, if I gave you the mascot, oh, you know I'm a mascot, big mascot. The guy. Mean Green, a fucking. Oh, we got him in a bundle uh, here. West, we, no, it's Green, Mean Green, Texas, West Texas, North Texas, North Texas, North Texas, North Texas Mean really Green. About my performance. Yes, there. I don't quote me on this, but I'm. Almost 100%. He's a native of Mexico, and he played his college golf. I know for a fact he played his college golf at North Texas. He's bounced between the PGA Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour, but he's been playing some very good golf as of late, and I really like him at plus 7,000 to win, plus 1,100 top five, and plus 550 to top 10 it. I love it. We're we're going for we're going for the long shots this week, and that's fine because we do that and we win. We give you guys two winners in a we row. We just we hit you. I hit the Hovland top five and top ten this last week, so it's no big deal on that. But you guys, thanks for joining us. As always, we had a Breckenridge tasting earlier. We had a few espresso vodka shots. We had a lot of whiskey shots. It's all in a good time. We had a great time. We appreciate you guys listening. I am at Big Drive Spence on Twitter. Follow me. Follow Mitchell at Big Drive Mitch. Follow our golf account at DNVR underscore golf. we got some exciting, exciting news to release here in the next couple of days. So make sure you're following that account or keeping up with us because we're going to have some things this summer. Golf is booming right now. We've had some snow, but... We're right around the corner from golf being the only thing on TV other than the Rockies, and we know how we all feel about that. So make sure you're following us on Twitter, and until next time, we'll talk to you. Peace. Peace.